0: Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you, you are welcome here. Will you open up with me? desires do you feel inspired are you getting what you need are you coming curiously a secret safe with me and here you can simply be If the end of last week's episode left you wanting more, you are in for a treat. Today is part two of my interview with Princess Rara from Pink Kink podcast. If you have not listened to part one, pause, go back, listen to last week's episode. So you're all caught up. I hope you enjoy the finale of my conversation with Princess Rara.
1: I have a friend whose running joke is she'd like to see more lube in the nightstand. Uh, yes, because, because no, somehow nobody ever needs to use lube, even when they have anal. They don't ever. need to use lube. Never.
0: I I don't understand that. Just oh my goodness, yes, more more lube. <laughs> I I rem, I don't even remember what book this was, but there was some book that I read and. There a condom came out which is always exciting to me because there was a period of time where I feel like no one ever used a condom and no one ever talked about protection they were just like always mm-hmm. having unprotected sex but the female main character is like you know there's nothing sexier than like watch if you think that a guy rolling on a condom is not sexy like you have never seen a guy roll on a condom because like it is and when we say things in romance in these fantasies that kind of oh, well, it's not sexy. It's not enjoy. It takes you out of the moment when you have to put on protection. Like that's, that's not real. And that's protection and lube and all of these things. They're part of sex and they're the way that we enjoy it. And they, doing it with your partner, that can be fun and exciting. And I don't know, more enjoyable when you're using, like when you're using lube, more enjoyable.
1: Well, and what's interesting is when they don't use a condom, nobody ever talks about the goddamn fucking wet spot that's left on the bed that you and your partner now argue over which poor sucker has to sleep in the wet spot yes i mean like maybe you have multiple
0: beds i don't know
1: like, At least just... like put a, maybe you put a towel underneath talk about that i, I get the idea there is something really sexy about the guy coming inside you. And I know for the guy, there's something really, really sexy about watching his <laughs> cum dripping out of your pussy. Awesome. Fine. There's a fucking wet spot. And I would like somebody to just admit it and discuss it.
0: You either, like you have a wet spot or you immediately like reach, you re you have a, a packet of tissues right there and you got to stop it up. Like what? you just, it, it never happens. There's, I, there's so many discussions. There's so many, so many books that I've been reading recently. Like I was so wet that I felt it dripping down underneath me on the bed. And then it's never mentioned again. Like, she, it's, yes, like, exactly.
1: Sorry. exactly. Never
0: mentioned again. And I don't know, maybe in the endorphins you forget about it. But the next morning or when you're doing that laundry, you ha- you will see it.
1: And when you try to wake up
0: and your leg is stuck <laughs> to the crusty bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And... These are things that are part of sex and I think need to be celebrated because they're part of sex and they're still sexy. If you want to watch your cum drip out of some orifice that you've just been in, and I know you have, a I know you're like thinking about something else that we, that I've talked to you about, but if you're really excited about your cum dripping out some orifice, then you have watched it go to the you have to deal with the consequences like you have, you have to either put a towel down or change the sheets oh my goodness I would love to watch a man change the sheets like I fucked you so hard go sit in this beautiful chair with the towel underneath you while I change the sheets and like get my cum out of there um and these trends these are what people are consuming and i think authors even with the best of intentions don't realize that so many people will take what they're writing as how as a how to the way that porn is joked is like men will fuck the way that they see in porn women expect fucking the way that they read in romance novels and it does a, a disservice when we hide the humanity of sex and when we say things like oh everyone swallows or cum tastes great oh my
1: god yes (laughs) like this isn't
0: real always uh there's a book 10 trends to seduce your best friend whatever you think about that book but the first time she has oral sex with her partner he comes and she hates it she's like i think i'm about to vomit and like runs to the bathroom and spits it out and like it's a whole deal and like she has an uncomfortable moment of how do I tell this partner that I care about that I think his sperm tastes absolutely gross and disgusting and I never want him to come in my mouth again and that's a very emotional thing for her because how do you talk about sex well you should always but the reality of the conversation was her partner was like great then we just I won't come in your mouth and life will move on and y'all that's the reality is if you have a kind supportive partner You can say something like, I hate the wet spot. Can we put a towel down first? Or I hate the wet spot. So you're going to have to sleep there if you want to see one, or whatever it is. I think there's a lot of fear of rejection when it comes to sex. And it might be because, might be because often we think the best time to have conversations about our sexual preferences. Is when we are about to, or when we are trying to have sex, and if we're connecting it back to kink, which that's that's why I hear it. That's why I brought you. You don't necessarily <laughs> talk about your limits or plan your scene in the middle of a scene. You can, we, but it's we it actually doesn't do well. frown.
1: We frown upon it. We say you can negotiate down, but not up. Meaning mm-hmm. mid scene. You can change your mind and say, I don't want to do something. And that's acceptable. But you cannot change your mind mid-scene and go, you know what? I'm willing to do that after all. Yeah. And
0: I, what, is the, what is the reason in the King community why that is a rule?
1: Because if you are doing a scene, you get a whole lot of little fun chemicals running through your, your body, your endorphins, and they make you all happy and similar to like when you're drunk, you don't make good decisions when you're feeling that level. I mean, we you can compare it to like a runner's high. And mm-hmm. you could compare it. for some people. They say it's like being drunk for them. And so you don't make good decisions then. Because once the endorphins go in, you don't feel as much pain. So you're like, oh, I'm not feeling as much pain. Maybe I'll do some more. Then you'll regret it the next day or... Um, It was, it'll end up being more pain than you thought you could handle and you don't realize it till like after the fact. And it's always better to, you know, leave them wanting more for next time than Mm -hmm. have them regret what they've done.
0: Yeah, and I think in that vein, when you're being intimate in any way with someone, you're you're putting yourself out there emotionally and you're, you're riding that high of connection of it, regardless of whether you, when you're making out with someone, when you're finally getting touched, when you're getting that skin, you're like feeling all the good things. And you are also putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation. You're being vulnerable and you're being open with someone. So even if you're not seeing, as you would say in the King community, you're opening yourself up in a different way. And when you talk to your partner in the midst of intimacy and say like, I want to try that, or even I don't want to try that, you do. If you don't get on the same page, you're going to end up bumping heads and your partner might have been like really excited to go down on you like oh my gosh they've been thinking about it all day but you just got your period and you really don't like it when someone goes down on you on your period or whatever the hell it is like it doesn't matter you just don't like it or you don't want to that day because your preferences can change day to day even different from the morning and the night and when you say that to your partner when you say no or yes or they try something and you weren't ready for it you're in such a heightened state that your reaction might not be kind or supportive or they might not be able to receive that kindly and supportively. And so having trying to have these conversations about what I want and what I don't want and what we should do and what we should not do when you're in the moment usually ends up poorly. It doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve your partner.
1: Yeah, it's, we, we like to pride ourselves as Kingsters on being good communicators. But as with everything, some of us are, some of us are better than, than others. But we talk a lot about, you. Ha- nobody's a mind reader, so you have to use your words and tell them, mm-hmm. which is sort of not what you see in books because it is amazing <laughs> in books how the dominants are always able to read their minds. Or my personal favorites, are they used their dom voice. <laughs> and they, or they could just look at me and tell that I'm lying or what I need. But so you you want to be able to say what you can and can't say. You want to be, you also need to be honest and truthful. You know, in books, every every woman has multiple orgasms. It's so amazing. many. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Most women I know are one and done when it comes to orgasms. Yes. And so the pressure, because fantasy makes you think, well, if you just do it right, you'll have multiple orgasms. And so you know, we need to be able to say and empower ourselves to say, listen, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I'm capable of. If I can only have one orgasm, it's not anything you did wrong. It's not that Mm -hmm. you didn't try hard enough. It's not that you didn't do something. That's just me. That's who I am.
0: That's so important. Uh, We haven't talked a ton about your podcast, but one of the things that I love about the podcast and this is a pod. like there are some juicy episodes you've got like two and a half years of of podcast episodes we're coming, to go up, back on, coming so, up
1: on three years yeah next coming month. up on three
0: is a real emphasis on diversity in and highlighting that kink is for all humans and that's something that Sefi and I have talked about that Romance novels are still often so cis, het, normal, whatever, Mm -hmm. and that's not humanity, and that isn't kink, and kink is for all, and romance is for all, and so I just want to highlight, number one, that thank you for doing that and for putting it out there that not every person in the BDSM community is like a 19-year-old uh ingenue who falls in love with like a 45 year old daddy dom like billionaire well, that that's yeah. not real yeah. <laughs> is, is it your personal nightmare
1: well no I just I laugh I am um, I really like all of my partners are younger than I am I I'm the old, I'm the old one in the relationship
0: so are you the I don't want to say, like mommy dom, but like,
1: um, I you know I actually am a mommy dom in the way that I dom. I just don't okay. want to be called. I just don't want to be called mommy because I actually have kids and it's weird. Yeah, but I I get that. I did meet um, God. I I probably should technically call him young man because that would be appropriate. Who made me wish maybe I'd be okay with being called mommy, but it was probably <laughs> just in the moment. You
0: know, there's some things that, that are just in that scene, just in that moment. And they don't need to continue. Yeah, not I mean, after. It's,
1: I, I'm a big believer in try anything twice because the first time might have been a fluke.
0: Yeah. So you got to give it good, at least
1: two times to really decide if it's something you do or do not like.
0: That's some good advice. I think that's great. Okay, so big into kink representation, big into representation in general. Reining it in slightly, just slightly, <laughs> to books. What are books that you have seen recently? And I'm gonna go with recently as the last te- oh gosh. I know this about you. So 2015. I, I've been reading romance and kink for longer than you have. So what are well, that's big like the kink? Tra-
1: I've been reading, I've been reading romance since the 70s. So <laughs> uh,
0: amazing. Oh my gosh, that's the dream. I can't wait till I get to like year 50 of romance reading. Yeah. But so what are trends that you have seen over your time reading romance and especially kink and certainly with smut lovers and what's coming out with them? What are the trends that you're seeing in the right direction for the kink representation in romance novels?
1: Well, I'm I seeing, what's been interesting is I'm seeing a lot of like, dark romance kind of take kink on which is very interesting because the two really don't go together um you'll find a lot of um dub con or non-con as we as we call it Uh that incorporates kink which is which is fascinating because there's in the actual kink world there's no such thing really even what we have we have something called um cnc which stands for consensual non-consensual and it, but in order for it to be still consensual, obviously you have to negotiate. You have to have a safe word. You have to have an ability to stop. And in your dark romance, you know the guy, the stalker, sees the woman. He kidnaps her and says, "Call me daddy. I'm going to take care of you." And it, I mean, it's sexy and it's fun, but it's there's no real reality in it at all. Oh my gosh,
0: this is this is my like biggest soapbox right now. <laughs> is I Just finished dark December. And this is the moment is like, okay, y'all, if this is your spank bank and you want to role plays something from Den of Vipers, like, that's fine. But if this is how you think it should go, please know. And... Just for for readers who maybe don't read Dark Romance, number one, I salute you. Keep your sanity. But (laughs) 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 dub con or non-con usually stands for like dubious consent or like not and non-consent. So in the books, they are very clear that there is no consent. It's not happening. No one is saying yes. In fact, sometimes they're saying no and the sex happens anyway. Yeah um (laughs) consensual non if you have no ability to say no it is not consent it's not kink it's just abuse it's just abuse so if you want to engage or role play your your cnc or maybe you've got a forced sex fantasy that you want to take into the real world you talk to your partner you set Limits and a safe word. And within those limits, if you've got a good partner, they'll guide you through and you can say, no, stop, don't. But as long as you don't say pineapple, if that's your safe word, what you tell, and that's the thing, what you're telling your partner when you don't say your safe word is that you're good and you consent. And if you have a good partner, Ideally, they'll check in with you periodically just to make sure that you're on the same page. If that's not there, it's not consent. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to talk about that. And it's not okay to be done under the guise of kink. It's not kink. Exactly. Did I keep um, my voice tone like reasonable?
1: I, I, love, I love a good rant. It's fine. Good. My friends, my friends get them a lot when I'm in the middle of a reading a book. And all of a sudden the fingers start furiously typing on my phone. Oh my fucking God, this is pissing me off. I can't believe they did this. So I, I Oh I get my it.
0: gosh. Yeah. is hurt. Like Seffi has like texted me several times over the month of December. I was like, are you okay? Do we need to talk no. right now? No, we're not. I'm like, no, I'm not. no i am not i no, I'm not. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, we need to, we need to talk about this in a, in a better and a safer way. Um, and especially even with dark romance, like when you're not, when you're putting your trigger warning, when I have to go click or I have to go look at your website to get your full trigger warning. Do you know how many, even as someone who reads dark romance, sometimes I'm like, I'm sure I'm fine. And I don't know that you said this is not real and this is in my brain and don't do this at home or you even when you say that I'm like I don't know if I appreciate that you've just written the phrase you don't know when a mouth is saying no and a pussy saying yes like I don't know that I'm okay with that coming out of the mouth of your main character I don't think I want that guy in my life yeah
1: I mean look if it's if he's a stalker or a kidnapper I pretty much know he's not gonna get it Nope, not at all. It's not. It's, it's okay. So one of the other trends I see a lot of is the why choose. Mm-hmm. W- but yet they never call it polyamorous, which I find fascinating because technically that's what it is. They're polyamorous relationships, but instead we're just going to call it why choose. And I I mean, look, I love why choose. I joke it It takes a village to keep me happy. So I'm good <laughs> But one of the things that's very interesting and I I do appreciate this is so some of them are, let's say they're doms, right? There's two doms mm-hmm. or there's two daddies, whatever. Most of them are doing a pretty good job of talking about how that works because mm-hmm. DS relationships are hard. Polyamorous are hard. Put the two together and that's just next level difficult. And I do love when they talk about You can't play us off of each other. We communicate, the two doms or the two daddies, and we make sure we communicate. So any rules, punishments, whatever we give you have been agreed to by both of us and discussed because that's how it should be. And I appreciate that.
0: I love it. And even though we've talked about how we want to see more, I think that Authors that are doing it well really showcase how much communication and trust has to go into uh, a kink relationship. And that's so true. And whatever you think you're reading about, if you read a book and you think, wow, they talk a lot, that's, that's nowhere near how much they actually would talk in real life. And so celebrating that communication is really key. Mm-hmm.
1: Keep it coming. <laughs> uh i've i've also seen there's one of my favorite trends which is also one of my favorite things to read talk about spank banks is who cow romance it's a lot more who cow romance please
0: <laughs> i have oh, never heard of that term i i need okay. i need a definition so who cow
1: stands for a human that is turned into a cow Now, in the fantasy world, the sci-fi world, there's always some sort of medicine she's given. And if it's done right, she's given the medicine to become a cow and she is able to produce, you know, to lactate huge amounts. Sometimes they're constantly horny because the medicine that makes them lactate makes them constantly horny. Then if you get really lucky, then they give the guy the medicine to turn him into a bull which then also makes his penis grow larger, make much, much larger. Like we're talking 13, 14 inches large. And he's always horny. And somehow when she's having sex and is orgasming, it makes her produce more milk. It's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. So it's definitely, I used to read those and talk, even lately, like those, I still read them in secret. Then when I finally started to admit that I read them, now, all of a sudden, all my other friends are coming out of the woodwork going, oh, yeah, I love those. I love those. Um, because for the podcast, we interviewed Golden Angel, who has an alter pen name. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's Sini- uh, Sinistre La- Angel, I think is, or Ang Sinistre Ang, And she writes some more, less romance, more erotica underneath that. And she had this hookah one that I just loved. So I actually finally confessed on the podcast that I love this. And now they're coming out of the woodworks, people going, I love that stuff. That's so great. I just read one by Vivian Murdoch, which is, was fantastic. Um, and, I think, and I think that's been to me one of the beautiful things that all of us who read this stuff quietly are now just going, fuck this shit. This is what I like to read. This is what I love. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Yes,
0: that's... That's it. That's the thing. Y'all don't be afraid to admit what you like. What you like is just fine. And there is as much as we joked earlier that Kindle allowed us to read in public, just go read in fucking public and tell people in your life that you read romance or you read only specifically basketball or it has to be were leopards or whatever it is. Because someone has written it, which means it lived in their brain. And if you were able to find it, most likely someone else did. And they're consuming it with you. And you are not alone in well, your love of these books. You may yes.
1: inspire an author. Like, I'm friends with Vivian. And so me and another friend were like, you really got to write some hookout We love hookah. She's like, all right. And she starts writing. And now she sends me messages going, all right, here it is. I just wrote it. I'm like, yes, that's,
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing.
1: And now it's a running joke with a a bunch of us because there's several authors who write it and several of us who read it. And a few author friends who are like, what are you guys doing? We just sent her cow pictures. We just do, you know, (laughs) we we just laugh about it. And you know, it, being weird is wonderful. And I say embrace your weird. Can we have that on a shirt? Like embrace right? your
0: weird. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's almost like rule 34 of the internet. Like if you can think it, there's porn of it. Like if you can think it, there's probably someone like writing that erotic fantasy that you have in your brain. Someone's already thought about it and they've put it on paper and you just got to go find it there or inspire that porn. person.
1: There's definitely there's who, who porn. I promise you. there's am porn. there are people on set life who identifies who cows i've looked at the pictures oh my gosh i
0: oh i love all of this so much (laughs) um oh goodness okay so i don't want to necessarily shame anyone as we've just said like embrace your thing but what are what are kind of red flags in kink or books about kink like if you see this happen they are not serving they are not doing kink justice in a book
1: well it ranges from extremes there's some stuff that I've kind of like shake my head at because it's just silliness with the fact that everything is always going to end in an orgasm and there's always sex involved um the lack of lube the fact that Somebody can be a virgin and on their very first time having sex can have double penetration with two guys who are always eight, nine inches big because we never have regular sized dicks in books. Ever, Um, ever. Right? So those aren't necessarily doing any harm other than maybe setting up unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. The ones that I get concerned about are similar to like the one about the author that I reached out to, where Mm -hmm. they're showing, they're showing, these doms doing things and taking control where there's been no discussion and it's supposedly done out of love and we're supposed to be okay with it because they're not necessarily doing anything terrible and they love their partner and they want to do right by their partner but they never communicate and they pretty much are like i'm the dom so you have to do what i tell you to do and Ugh. i i i don't do well with that personally <laughs> I'm one of those obnoxious (laughs) people. Like if you tell me to do something, I'm probably going to do the opposite, even if it's not in my best interest, because I'm just going to be that spiteful. But yeah, those are the ones that I get the most upset about, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I am the dom, I am in charge. I don't have to discuss anything with you and you just have to do what I tell you. And everybody's like, oh, that's what I want. And it's like, no, you don't. You think you do, but trust me, you wouldn't like it after a day. It'll be fun for a play, a role play. But then after that, it's not going to work for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So I guess we do, we do kind of have to close out. (laughs) I'm sad. I would like to stay here for days, but I like to ask my guests the same five questions to end each interview. Okay. And the question, first question is, what is your favorite romance novel? Z- oh, oh, my God. It'd
1: be, it'd be easier to tell you my favorite child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, it's like I have favorites in the different genres. Give so, them to me. Um, okay, so in the shifter world, there's One True Mate by Julie Treadle. That is my, <sighs> I call it my comfort food book. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I just will read it again because it just makes me smile every time I read it. Um, Done. If I'm looking for spank bank stuff, then um, Sinistra Aang has a book where the woman is a sex slave in outer space. And the reason I really love this because one of the guys she has sex with, their penis is on their chin. And so they're able to fuck oh her and give her oral sex at the same time. That's and the I, dream. I Right? This is just my ultimate dream. And there's a scene where she has sex with a blob. But when the blob surrounds her, like it touches every part of her body. It, it, you're going to have to read this book. I don't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> I will find it. out. That's I will sp- make sure I find that. That is my spank bank favorite. <laughs> Um, and as far as as kink stuff goes, Golden Angel writes some amazing ones in regular contemporary kink. um I love Daddy romance, so I've been hooked on Layla Roberts and um Kate Oliver and Becca Jameson and um Pepper North. so I've been reading that Sharrie Sinclair is a lot of fun. It's I know people like to hold it up as the most realistic. I don't think it's the most realistic. I don't think it's realistic at all, but it's still really well-written. And consent mm-hmm. is definitely, my issues with what's not realistic is not anything that's a big deal. It's like, just more like, this is not what you're gonna see when you actually are at a dungeon. The consent- It's not gonna
0: be pink that, and bedazzled and- <laughs> Yeah,
1: and uh, submissives don't go around barefoot because that's the rules. Um, but it's, it's realistic as far as consent and negotiations and safe words and all of that. Yeah. So that's as much as I can narrow it down for you.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I'll, I will link to the books that were mentioned, the authors that were mentioned, listeners, you will get all of these. So next question is where slash how do you like to read? Physical book e-reader, audiobook. I what is your preference?
1: I just recently started audiobooks. I find them difficult mm-hmm. because if I tune out for whatever reason, I got to like rewind to get back. And I'm very particular about the voices. Mm-hmm. So I've done it, but it's by far not my favorite. I am solely an e-reader person. I have a large collection of actual books that I've bought at book conventions that are signed by the authors. Nobody's allowed to touch them or read them for fear you will damage them. <laughs> I have already explained to my kids who don't read romance where what I want to happen to them when I die. These are my special collector's items. But for me, I have, I have Kindle and I have Nook. So in order to make sure I read on everything, I have both an actual Kindle, and actual Nook. Both apps are on my phone and both apps are on my tablet. So that no matter where I am at any point in time, I can pull a book up.
0: That's the dream. That's, I mean, I have definitely walked, gone places with my e-reader, my phone and a book in my purse. Yeah. Like that's the worst nightmare is you're somewhere where you need to read and you don't have a book.
1: Yep. But I always have my phone.
0: Keep the apps fresh. So, (laughs) so at Jace Reads Romance, we have this concept called comfy, sexy. And it is the idea that in your most comfortable pajamas in your bed and your reading in your nook, whatever it is, you are still an inherently sexual person and, and can explore your sexuality through the reading of romance novels. So what does this idea of comfy, sexy spark for you?
1: Um, for me, I just think about the fact that I love to read in bed. Honestly, when, when I'm not wearing anything, because I'm in bed, and I just, I can lose myself in the book, maybe pretend I'm the heroine, and whatever's happening to her is maybe happening to me.
0: hmm Some insertion into the book. I love yeah. it. So following up with that, when do you feel your sexiest?
1: Mm. I probably feel my sexiest when I have done up the hair and the makeup. And um, it just it, it makes me feel powerful and sexy, and I've got like the lipstick on. The, for me, it'll be hot pink lipstick. My it. nails are done, I've got all the jewelry on. I just feel like a, pow- a sexy powerhouse.
0: Yes, and if you you can't see this, y'all, I can see this. You can't see this. She has bright pink nails.
1: Yes, like beautiful
0: (laughs) bright pink nails, think like Barbie nails. Yes, I don't know if they look. Yeah, Barbie nails, amazing. I
1: I go shopping looking up Barbie core so I can find all the.
0: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. So, the last question that I have for for my interviewees is. What is the one thing that you want women, specifically this is targeted towards women, men, of course, listen, learn, join. But what is the one thing that you want women to know about sex and sexuality? You might call this your soapbox thing.
1: Uh, Okay, I would say for women, you don't need a man. They're great, they can be fun, but you need to learn to be happy with yourself you need to learn your own body and how to satisfy it. So you could tell a man and you need to be strong within yourself. Know what you want, what you don't want. And really, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love guys. I love Dick. It, they're great. But I'm also very happy by myself. There's a lot of cool toys out there and you can have sex on your terms and you never have to you never should do anything you don't want. to. Yes. Do.
0: I agree. You don't, like, you don't need a man. They're great. There's the, that. They're the cherry on top. Like,
1: the ice cream by itself is good. And they're the cherry on are top.
0: The, you were the ice cream. Whoever is yes. listening to this, you are the ice cream. Don't, don't treat yourself as anything less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Princess Rara, where can our listeners find you because clearly I mean I hope everyone's as obsessed with you as I am Uh, and as obsessed with you as Steffi is y'all haven't heard from Steffi, but she's like so she's so happy
1: (laughs) Well, where can they get in touch you can find me on um, Instagram as I'll I'll give you the pink kink ones because that's where I hang out the most so on Instagram (laughs) we're pink kink podcast on TikTok, we're Pink King Podcast 2.0. On Twitter, we're Pink King Podcast. On threads, where I think we're Pink King Podcast. Um, you can find us at PinkKingPodcast.com. And then actually, that's probably the easiest place to go. If you go to PinkKingPodcast.com, we have links to everything from there.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Princess Rara, for joining me today. This has been such a fun conversation to have. And I'm so excited to know that I'm going to meet you. In, <laughs> I know,
1: that's going to be fantastic. I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you at Smut Lovers in just a few
1: months. And I'll tell you what I tell everybody before they meet me. I am small. Be prepared. I don't come across small, but I am small.
0: Though she be little, she is fierce. It's probably something you've quoted a billion times. (laughs) I cannot wait. That's it for today, y'all. This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. Our producer is Seffi. Michael Achenbach is our patient editor. Our theme song is written and performed by Diana Weishauer. You can find show notes and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E Reads Romance. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at Romance. If you'd like to ask a question or share a story for the podcast, call and leave a message at 661-JACE-RR. That's 661-529-2377. Or send an email to jace at jacereadsromance.com. Finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. You can also leave us a review to help others find us. And remember, this is Jace
1: holding space for you.